Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, it seems from news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. And when even the experts sound convincing, but they disagree, how do we cut through the noise? And how do we sift through all the information overload and choose what governs our lives? Our leadership here at Grace has been processing these things and praying for all of us, and we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Jeff? Yes. How you doing, buddy? I feel like an expert on these <laughs> things. I, I don't know what perts are or, or <laughs> how they walked away from their troubles, but I'm glad they're experts. Pert. I used to be a pert. Now I'm an expert. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, almost, I thought you were going to start laughing in the middle of doing it because I yeah. started laughing. I was giving you the laugh I, eye, but I, you, I, you I held for it sure together. didn't look at you. And I. Um, <laughs> so if you're a consistent listener, I emphasize that word. These would be some of the things you subtly miss from watching the YouTube videos. Is uh, might be Jeff's face or me trying <laughs> not to laugh in the middle of it, but uh, we just keep going. These are conversations. One of we, my we one of my through. great goals in life is to make Joe mess up the intro. <laughs> I do that enough on my own. I <laughs> I, I, I have what uh, I usually tell people is a peach impediment, <laughs> and so uh, I'm re- I'm really good at messing up my words. It's really helpful when you speak for a living. <laughs> yeah, I know. It comes in handy. Uh, all right. I, I need a brother Aaron like Moses had. Just say this for me. <laughs> all right. Well, today's question was submitted by one of our listeners, and uh, it's kind of a double-coined question. Ooh, and, uh, a double-coined. A double-coined, double-sided coin. See, that's one of those things. I'll just mess up the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Two sides of the same coin here. Um the, the root of the question is this, Jeff, is it a sin to be successful? And um, so on one side of that is like, is it a sin if I happen to be someone that has a lot of money? Um, and on the other side of that coin, there are a lot of people that believe the only way to be successful mm-hmm. is to kind of be ruthless, yeah. to kind of go about it, kind of undercutting people, climbing the ladder at all costs, but now I'm successful and look, I win. And so there's kind of two sides to that. Is it a sin to be successful, and how do we kind of navigate that? Uh, I hope it's not a sin to be successful, and I don't say that because I'm successful. I say that because it would disqualify a lot of people in the Bible. Sure would. So uh, I think Daniel would be out, Joseph would be out, Abraham would be out, Moses would be out. There's a point he owned everything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 Noah would be out. uh, Lydia would be out. Peter was probably successful. We know he had a big house and he owned a business, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Matthew would be, you know, he was successful uh, when he was a tax collector. I'm sure some of that wealth uh, traveled with him. So I, I, the answer is no. So uh, a lot of the time people will say, uh, they'll misquote the scripture and they'll say the, lo- the, the uh, money is the root of all evil. Yeah. And that is not the quote. The quote is, the love of money is the root of all evil. So success, whatever that means. Right, it's a loaded word. It's a super loaded word because the, the, average, in, the average yearly income in Haiti is, is a little over $1,900 a year. Yeah. So everybody- We make that per episode. Per episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, everybody in North America would be in sin. Yep. Right, so 
you got to be success is is not a def, it's a subjective term. Um, so success is not the issue. Uh, love of money, worship of money, and greed. So I like to say that wealth is not an issue because wealth is relative. Wealth, if somebody is wealthy, all that means is they have more money than you do. Right. So wealth is not the issue. Greed is the issue, and greed is most assuredly um, a sin. Much of what you see in, like, the prosperity gospel, then, is not a, uh, a desire to have money, but it's a greed that is spiritualized. Hmm. So, God, give me more than you have given me. Yeah. Right? Well, why? So that I can have more, because I want more than what you have wanted for me. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, that's a greed. Success, if you said, I want to grow a business, is that a sin? Uh, I hope not. Heidi and I have grown three of them. You know, um, I I one day would like to make more money. I'd like to make more money at 35 than I did when I was 17. I don't think that's a sin. I'd like to own a house. Uh, I'd like to drive a car that works, like all those kind of things. I don't, I don't think any of that's a sin because I, I don't know where you draw those lines. Right. Right. How do you know your car is too nice? It's usually if your car is nicer than mine. <laughs> How do you know that your house is too big? What is the biblical truth of square footage for your house? Your house is usually big if it's bigger than mine. Uh, how do you know um, it, it, that you're spending money? It's usually if you're spending money on something I don't think you should spend money on. Yep. Right? Um, why do you why do you have to spare mo- spend money on the logos on your shoe? Why did you have to pay fifteen dollars for chicken and rice at Chipotle? Yep. Right. So so why why did why did you why do you have a thirty dollar reusable Starbucks? Uh, cup and there's a drinking fountain right there so if we want to play those games we'll just accuse and 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 it and and then suddenly the things that god gives us he has tempted us with hmm. which he doesn't do or the blessings he gives us are actually curses but he's a good father that doesn't do that to us right so if you start playing that game, it has no end to it. Mm-hmm. And um, why do some people have more than what other people have? For a whole bunch of reasons, right? Uh, some people have different skill sets. Um, I have a much higher degree of education than LeBron James has. And he makes way more money than I ever will. Well, he works hard. He doesn't. He works as hard as I do, at least, because I work hard. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't born LeBron James, right? Right now, I don't begrudge in him that, nope. because God has blessed him so much that LeBron can have mansions across the country and fly in private jets and do, according to his Instagram, some really really cool things in his off time, which is great. And look at all the kids he's putting through school. And there's probably a bunch of other charitable work I don't even know. 
because in God's blessing of LeBron, and God blesses the righteous and the unrighteous, the Bible says, in yep. his blessing of LeBron, what LeBron thinks is an expensive car and what Jeff thinks is an expensive car is, is you know, $100,000 of LeBron is probably closer to $1,000 to Jeff, right? And, and that's fine. I don't care. I, I love LeBron. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't care. I'm like happy for him. I'm even proud of some of the investments he makes. And then I bet you he burns money on stuff that I never even thought about burning money on. Sure. If I'm obsessed with LeBron's money or I feel like he's overpaid or I feel like nobody should have that much, what happens is I'm not grateful for mine. And I'm not grateful for what God has given me. I become greedy with what I have. And and my resentment of what he has or my desire to have what he has drives greed in my heart. And it's not an issue of wealth. It's an issue of greed. Mm-hmm. Right? So God looks on the heart with those things. And... and uh, um, God entrusts us with wealth and success. Everything we should we do should be done to the glory of the Lord. And so we should absolutely take our wealth, we should take our power, which is a lot of what success is, it's power, it's influence, it's connections and networking. And we should absolutely build the kingdom of God with that. We should bless people and we should help people with it. And I would probably say that when you're doing that um, you and you are comfortable before the Lord that you're doing what he's called you to do then you should also feel free to enjoy the good and the perfect things that your father's given to you so Jeff that's really helpful and um, I've heard you say before most of us in the United States of America would technically be monetarily successful based on all of human history, let alone alone the current status of the world. So we're all in this, at least, I shouldn't say all, I don't know for sure who's listening. I would assume most of us listening are somehow in that successful boat on some level. What do we do with passage? If If we decide to read through the Gospels and suddenly we read through Jesus talking to the rich young ruler, and Jesus says, hey, you should sell everything you have and give it to the poor. What do we do with that? I mean, are we supposed to look at our bank account, liquidate it, give it to the poor, and then, I mean, what, what do we do with those types of passages? If you worship it, you should. Mm. So what Jesus, the rich young ruler came self-righteously and said, I've kept all the commands. I am, I am 100% aligned with God. And Jesus is like, oh, okay. Then all you need to do is get rid of the thing that you worship and get rid of the thing that you have your security in and that you have your pride in and come and follow me. And he walked away sad. And the, Jesus was not saying that, that Christ followers are to be poor. If all Christ followers were poor, then how could we ever care for each other like Paul directs us to? Yep. So, right? So poor people, hungry people can't feed hungry people. So there, there's always going to be a, a, a disparity in our income. That rich young ruler took all of his security. If you 
view all of your wealth through a prosperity gospel lens, it's probably an idol and you should get rid of it. Um, if your wealth creates greed in you and you, you uh, refuse to help the poor or to build the kingdom, you should get rid of it. It's, it's your right arm and you should cut it off, <laughs> right? You should get rid of it. Um, if your uh, success makes you egotistical, like I'm, I am shocked at times how much a very little bit of success will deeply inflate somebody's ego. Huh. You should quit doing that because it's a temptation. It's a God. It's an idol in your life. If that is not a weakness in your life and you're balancing those things well, then then you use your wealth to the glory of God. Now, I can give you a, a test that you could take that will help you know if you worship wealth or not. I would love to take this test. Okay, ready? Do you tithe? So tithing is not the economic engine of the church, nor is it a law. If you, if you don't tithe 10%, God will give you leprosy kind of thing. Tithing in the Old Testament that's brought forward in a New Testament principle is like prayer. I don't pray to tell God what's happening in my life. I pray to remind me that I'm dependent on God. Mm-hmm. I don't tithe to finance the kingdom of God. I tithe to remember that everything I have is the Lord's. Yeah. And, and w- when I talk about tithing here at Grace Church, uh, I actually don't care if you give 10% to the church. I care that you intentionally invest in the kingdom of God. If I can't give God 10%, why in the world would I think that God owns 100%? Mm-hmm. I think I own that. So tithing is a spiritual discipline not to get blessed. It's not a seed of faith that you sow and you get. That's all TV garbage. Tithing is a spiritual discipline like prayer that reminds me of my place before God. Yeah. Right? So there's things like that. When, when you hold greedily to things— um, that's the one thing that nobody can borrow. When you get angry when, when accidents happen, uh, when, when you will lose your Christian testimony to get the promotion, then you should quit that job, right? If you are mature enough and too much is given, much is required, that God then gives you more, more responsibility more financial wherewithal, et cetera, et cetera, then manage it before the Lord. And like other aspects of your life, you you are you follow the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit ninety eight percent of the time sounds like the Bible. So when you hear passages like this, if you feel convicted or you feel drawn, when you hear a need that you feel like you need to be a part of meeting, when, when you hear a vision, like an all-in, all all-out vision, and God prompts you to, then invest your wealth to, to, to do those things. 
when you see a kid that needs an opportunity or you see a person that's oppressed or you see somebody, then use your influence to change the game for them, right? Um, I had a, a friend uh, call me a couple weeks ago, and uh, he's a, a football coach in Akron. And he called me and said, Jeff, I got a player. He had a car accident. Um, totaled his car. Wasn't much of a car. Kid holds a job, has a 3.5 GPA, has a real shot for a college scholarship in football, does not have a, a network that can just replace the car. Can I help you? Can you help him? Well, now I my success, my value is not that Heidi and I bought him a car. The success is that I have a network the kid doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Well, now I trust the coach a lot. So I, I have an affection for this kid. That need made sense to me. I remember when I wrecked my car as a high school kid, my daddy bailed me out, mm-hmm. helped me get another car, right? So now coach says, can I use your network to make a need known? Yes. We had a car by the end of the day. We actually had two. We <laughs> helped another family out also. Well, if I can handle that, right, then, then I should leverage that. Now, if I can't handle that, if I'm like, oh, I'm not, if I ask for a car, people might think I'm poor. They might think, no, 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 no. Then I should walk away from my place of influence. It's become, my, my place has become my idol instead of my tool to use to the glory of God to love people. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So, so we have to get away from, th- th- what socialists do is they say, um, you have too much and we'll decide what that means. And it's funny how many of them wind up rich, mm-hmm. right? What a Christ follower would say is, I have what God has given me and it is his. And um, I, uh, an example of this would be my home. My home is mine and Heidi's, like we pay for it. But my home is also my children's. Right. And they, they have friends over all the time. They feel safe there. They feel blessed there. They, they would say, it's my house. And I would look at them and I would say, right. It's mine, but it's yours. Mm-hmm. And I want you to feel blessed in this place. If they abuse it, I might have to remind them it's, my, it's, it's mom and I's home. It's mm-hmm. our house. But when they want to use it and enjoy it, and we have a big yard, and that, can I have 30 friends and have my friend's birthday party at our house? We're like, yes, that's why we have the house. We love that you're using the house mm-hmm. that way. Does it make sense? So that, that's how God views our stuff. He, it's not a sin to enjoy what the Father has given us. It's a sin to abuse it, and it's a sin to hoard it yep. and to be greedy with it and forget that that's actually my dad's house right? And, and I need to, in my freedoms, I need to respect that that's my father's house. Yeah. We, I remember um, last fall, our staff team 
went through a book called The Gospel, and one of the things that was in there was don't make a good thing a God thing. Right. You know, and so here's God trying to allow you to enjoy something, not only for your benefit, for, but for the benefit of others. And if we elevate that and say, no, this is the thing that my life amounts to, that it serves, that it, well, God's like, no, you're totally missing the point. And even yep. Jesus would say, what good is it to gain the whole world and lose your soul? You're missing the point here. That's right. We did a series a few years ago. You guys who are listening can look it up on our website. We called it Good Goals, Bad Gods. Uh-huh, yep. And success is that. Success can be a fine goal. Everything we do, we do is in the Lord. We want to be excellent at everything that we do because it it it, it uh, gives testimony to God's excellence and who he is. It's a horrible God. Mm-hmm. So I do those things to the Lord and for the Lord, not instead of yep. the Lord. Now, um, let's go to that other side of the question for a moment. I can think of at least one person, and of course I'll, I'll leave this nameless, who they, at least Is it our the, producer Kyle sitting <laughs> over here? <clears throat> he, he's shaking his head. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes, it is. No. <laughs> um, who, at least from the outside looking in, it would seem that they use their wealth in some of the ways that you were discussing. They help people, they donate to things, they sponsor things, they do all these kind of things. However... Their reputation is not good. Yeah. The way they treat people, the way that they um, blah, blah, blah with their employees, the way that they engage the world, the way that they make deals. I don't think anyone would look in on that and be proud unless you were someone that did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Because, I mean, I'm using my wealth for the right things. Yeah. Um, so the, the kind of the ends justify the means here. Like, how does that work? Your character always has a bigger impact than your checkbook. Hmm. Write that down. And so the it, it is absolutely not okay. And um, that is worldly. That is godless. And that will not produce fruit. It's it's blood money is, hmm. is what it is. So your character ha- will always make a greater impact for the kingdom of God than your checkbook. God doesn't need your money. That's not the point. And that's why God giving you money is not his highest blessing. God asks for your life, not your money. Your money is just part of it, right? And so I, I, had a, I was playing golf with a guy one time, <clears throat> and, and, which is a real sacrifice for me because I don't like to play golf. <laughs> I was um, actually a little curious. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't enjoy the sport at all. But uh, was I had been asked, uh, and it was a, some, a guy who didn't know Jesus, and so... So I went and played golf. And so he was, the whole time he's teasing me about being a preacher, preacher. And, and so I, you know, I like a good teasing and like to give it back. And, and he goes, preacher, he goes, let's just be honest. He said, uh, he goes, you just want, you want me to accept Jesus because you want my money. That's what you preachers are all about. And I looked at him. I said, nah, I said, I don't want your money. I said, God doesn't need your money. If God wants your money, he'll just kill you and give it to me. That happened in the Bible all the time. <laughs> and there, there was a, <laughs> there was an awkward silence on the putting green there. And he's like, I, and, but it was funny. We talked that we had serious conversations later on, but I'm like, bro, uh, God is going to do his work. He's inviting you to be a part of it. He'll just strike you down. Like, so to to sacrifice godliness to make money to give it you're probably just soothing your own conscience. Yep. 
and that you'll never find that in scripture to be a person of character who also becomes a person of wealth see but i would switch it when you don't have character and you don't have wealth it destroys your soul hmm. when you have character you can be entrusted with wealth and that wealth will be used in 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 uh in godly ways or positive ways right um and so cutting a corner making yourself feel better because you wrote a check of church i i've more than once and i won't say names but it was kyle <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've more than more than once, many times, depending on how you define many, I've turned money down that people have tried to give to grace. I've said no. And it's, it's interesting. Uh, every time I've done it, they became angry f- at me for not accepting their money. And I've looked at those people when I've done that over the years, and I've in essence said, I love you too much. Uh, to take your money because you're going to think that you bought a relationship with Jesus and I'm not going to facilitate that lie. So just keep it. God will, God will meet our needs. That's his problem. That's not even, that's not even my problem. You know, that's God, God will care for his own people. So, so absolutely your character will always impact the kingdom more than your checkbook. Yep, that's that's fantastic, and I think that that's um, we inherently know that. I think that's why we can look at some of the world's wealthy and not admire them, mm-hmm. um, because we're like, I don't want to be like you. I mean, maybe you want some of their money, but you don't want to be like them, and that's because you see that totally play out. Well, I am grateful that our listener would submit this question. I'm grateful that we can talk through these things, um, and this is something that we probably need to wrestle with a decent chunk of our lives. Jesus talked an awful lot about money and uh, because he knew it would be something that would war against our soul for many of us. So uh, make sure that we're being honest with yourself uh, about that. If you would like to submit a question we can get to, you can always do that at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. We'd love to add that to the list and get to that as soon as we can. If you uh, need to take some unique next steps, maybe you'd like to ask some questions or maybe you need help kind of navigating where you're at uh, with success and wealth and money, we would love to work with you in those ways and help you follow Jesus more and more closely. If you like what you're hearing and you want more of it, make sure you rate and review our podcast, subscribe online, follow us. Uh, We would love to have you join the community here at Mixed Messages. And if you're around and don't have a church home, we'd love for you to uh, join us on the weekends here at Grace. You're always welcome to take steps with us and become a part of our church family. Or if you don't have a church home and you'd like to check some things out online, you can do that as well. Uh, Well, thanks so much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. Catch you next time.